You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another golf episode, episode 11 today with Charlie Saxon, OU grad, and current, uh, hang on, i got to say this right, it's not web anymore. Uh, current Corn Prairie Tour player. <laughs> How's it going, mate? I'm doing well yourself. Thanks for having yeah. me on. It's all right, man. It's been a pleasure. Um, I know, you know, we've been mates for a while. And last time I saw you, I think you were shipping something off because you were still living up here. But now, obviously, down in Dallas, where, uh, where the game is at, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's pretty funny running into you at the UPS or whatever it is last time. But yeah, moved to Dallas. Um, you know, just been playing out here so far, living with uh, a couple other guys who play on tour. So is it, it's been fun. Nice, nice. Well, yeah, I think we should get straight into it. Um, I mean, tell us a little bit about, I guess, where, you know, where you were born and raised, where you're from, and then how you kind of got into golf. Yeah. Um, so from Tulsa, Oklahoma, originally, uh, born and raised there. It's really the only place I've ever lived until, uh, till college. Um, you know, my dad, um, he, he loved golf and like, a the best golfer by any stretch of the imagination, single digit handicap. Um, and I just grew up going to the golf course with him. Um, you know, he, he take me out and that's really how I learned. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, I, I took a liking to it and, um, just, just really enjoyed my time out there and it became my passion and, um, you know, I've turned that into my career and, uh, yeah, one, yeah. one trade for the world. Family, big OU fans. Yeah, uh, both parents went to OU. Uh, my grandparents on my dad's side, they both went to OU as well. So, yeah, Sooner, Sooner Blood run, runs deep. Um, and, yeah, that, that that played a big deal into my decision to end up going to school there. Yeah, definitely. No doubt it was a goal from a young age. Was there any other places that kind of gave you an opportunity before choosing to go to OU? Yeah, it really came down to OU and OSU. Um, oh, really? Yeah. and. Oh. Uh, I loved uh, I loved everything going on at OSU. Um, obviously, they got all the the history and uh, loved uh, Coach McGraw, who was recruiting me at the time yeah. and all that. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm just a Sooner. I've been a Sooner from day one, and uh, I was really excited about the vision that Coach Hibble had for the program, and um, so that's why I ended up going to OU, and I'm I'm glad I did. Yeah, it's a good Oklahoma story. That um, you had a pretty good four years, right? Yeah, I wouldn't say I was a great player. Uh, I was a good player. Um, I've gotten a lot better since school. Um, but um, just a lot of stuff I learned in, in the development process of me as a player in, in college was instrumental. Um, and yeah, just, just laid a lot of the foundation for uh, getting me to being able to uh, play on the Corn Ferry Tour now and hopefully on the PGA Tour in the future. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, when when we first met, we were down, I think, playing Jones Cup together. Yeah, that's right. Jumping on the jumping on the bus, going to Jones Cup at the, you know, middle of the night from the airport. Yeah. And, wow, that's a hard golf course, isn't it? Ocean Forest. Yeah, it's not a place that I'm uh, that I don't have to go back to. <laughs> I hated that place. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I loved, I loved playing. It's probably the only place I enjoyed shooting 85 because it was like a great place to be for the weekend, but the golf course was just brutal. Yeah, more times than not, you were going to shoot 85, so. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then yeah. I think the next time I saw you after that, I think was maybe, I know we played a couple of Jones Cups together, but then mm. I think the next time I saw you after that was, um, it was in, uh, it was Arizona. It was like the All-America tournament we played together. Oh, yeah, Patriot down there at Wigwam. 
Yeah, and I think I saw you from a distance. Like that can't. There's no way that's Charlie. And you put on like forty pounds and like doubled the width of your shoulders. I'm like, uh, what's he been doing for the last two years? <laughs> no, so that, that's that's a funny story to itself. I, my freshman year, I played. Uh, we were playing Texas A&M's tournament, um, and you know, I was just a little scrawny kid. And yeah. I remember the first year I was playing with this big guy named Dan Mirnicky. I don't know if Dan remembers this. I should I should talk to him about it someday. Um, but I pipe one down the middle, hit driver off the first, and he gets up there with two iron, big old boy. And we start walking up the fairway, and uh, we get to the first ball, you know, expecting it to be his because he had two iron. Sure enough, it's mine, and he's about 20 yards past me. I'm like, all right, something's got to change here. <laughs> something's got to change. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think I recently spoke to Jared at, at Coda, and, and he mentioned, uh, like, you know, you, you guys have been – he's been a big part, I guess, of, of helping you with the fitness stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I love those guys at Coda. Um, they're, they're doing awesome stuff, but yeah, I, I did, uh, I, I was at Coda kind of all through college. Um, loved it. Um, and then even when I was living in, I lived in Edmond for four years after I graduated OU yeah. and, and was going to Coda as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I certainly miss those guys down here in Dallas. Definitely. So you graduate and, you know, you've naturally progressed through, through being just around better players and raising a game and, and working tremendously hard. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, turning pro is in your sights after you graduate. Do you, like, what are you, are you thinking? I'm going to go straight to Asia? Like, because that's not the usual route, is it, for an American player? And a lot of Americans don't grow up traveling, right. you know, especially going to Asia. It's like, Asia, it's like, you know, what am I going to do? You know, what am I doing? So tell me about that process. Yeah. So honestly, ending up in China is really a bit of an accident. Um, my whole intention was to play Latin Americans. Well, obviously I went to Corn Ferry to Key School, I guess yeah. web.com at the time, uh, made it a second stage, but missed. So then I, the, the option was to go to the, one of the dev tours and my intention was to go play on Latin America, but you know, those Q schools fill up super fast. I signed up on time, but you know, like it was, a uh, it already, it already filled. Uh, yeah. so I was waitlisted. And so I was kind of trying to decide what my next best option might be. And, um, China seemed to be it. Um, so I signed up for that. Went over to Kunming, China. Uh, played the Q school. Ended up winning it. Um, got my full status. But the day before the final round, I get an email from uh, Latin American tour saying that, okay, you're in. You got in the Q school. You're off the wait list. But it's in Buenos Aires, Argentina, and it's next week. <laughs> and I'm in Kunming, China, which is like the central part of the country. Yeah. And so I find a flight path. And uh I ended up flying Kunming to Beijing, Beijing to Chicago O'Hare, O'Hare to Sao Paulo, Brazil, and Sao Paulo, Brazil to Buenos Aires. It was like 48-hour travel day. And then I got in on Wednesday that afternoon, had to tee it at 6.45 the next morning, ended up getting status on Latin American as well. But, uh, so that was kind of crazy, but, um, I played four events down there and I mean, I played fine. I think it was like 16th on the money list through four events, but I just had this, something tugging at me that I needed to go to China. Um, and I did, and I loved it. Um, I ended up having to play another year over there two years later, but those two years, uh, they were a lot of fun and I really developed as a player and just met some great people and it was awesome. Yeah. Was there a couple of American guys you kind of rolled with while you were over there? Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't know anybody when I went over in 2016, it was just kind of a, on a whim, um, hoping for the best. And yeah, I mean, you get thrown into such a foreign environment like that, that, you know, anybody who speaks English really like you yeah. just buddy up and by, by, you know, week two or three, had some really good, really good buds. And, uh, yeah, still good friends with a lot of guys that I met today. Yeah. No doubt. You've got some great stories from over there as well. Yeah, no doubt. 
uh, any that you can share that aren't too bad, I guess. So yeah. well, <laughs> uh, anybody away from traveling to China? Yeah. Funny. So in, uh, I think we were in Chongqing. Um, we, you know, we stopped at this little roadside place to get some dumplings and, you know, it looked awesome. They're super cheap. I, we could get like 30 dumplings a person for like a dollar fifty. We're like, all right, what about that? And yeah, we had this little cheap bottle of wine that you could get. This guy, he rolls up the table for us, puts up an umbrella, you know, like we got the works. We had about 10 of us and we just feasted. And we're like, man, that was awesome. We're gonna have to come back here the next day, whatnot. Well, we were talking to an American player who was married to a, a Chinese lady and She's like, well, where'd you all go to dinner? And we told her, and she kind of made this face, and we're like, you know what? And uh, and she goes, yeah, you know, I mean, it might have been good, but those were probably rat dumplings that you ate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> right. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that, that that was quite the experience right there. Yeah. But, no, yeah, I got a bunch of stories, and a bunch of my buddies have stories. It, I mean, it was – it certainly wasn't for its struggles, but, um, it was, uh, it was kind of like the best two years I, I never want to have again. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's on the resume. You've experienced it. Ticked right. it off the list. Um, and all, you know, you're definitely obviously successful over there. You had two wins. Is that right? Um, no, I, I won, uh, I won four times on PJ tour China and then two times on China tour. I remember the two China yeah. tours. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Cause they were, yeah. And you just that 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 is what it, do you think that going over there is a little i guess was the competition as easy, easier over there or, or harder um compared to latin american tour i think like the best players were just as good yeah. uh the total depth of fields wasn't quite the same okay. um, you know compared canada tour is probably the most competitive of the dev tours um sure. i'd i'd put our you know best five players up against you know, Canada's best five players and, well, you know, let's, let's yeah. go at it. But, yeah. uh, just, just the depth of fields wasn't great. So making a cut was easier, but, um, I mean, when he's winning, still having to shoot the no, same. I totally agree. And I think uh, I mean, the, the, how hard it is to go across seas and live over there and travel over there. Like that, that plays a factor as well. It's not like you're flying home or driving right. home or like I said, Canada's snacked cause it's basically the same country really. And it's right. no, no different. Yeah. Um, and I've been um, I, and, and it was like, I have no idea. No signs are in English. No idea where we're going. I can't imagine yeah. I live there, you know? No, exactly. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't, uh, the depth of fields maybe compared to Canada weren't saying, but Latin America is pretty, pretty similar, but, uh, I just feel like the, maybe because the field depth wasn't there, I had the opportunity to be in contention a sure. little bit more than not. And I was really able to, to learn, um, ins and outs of I mean you know you know how it is you've been a great player yourself just being in contention is a different animal and it takes a little bit of time to get comfortable there and then you know expect to be there and uh, I was fortunate to get there a number of times and kind of expected to be there and really learned how to win over there so I, I hope that you know, going forward in my career that skill uh, will pay off that I learned in China. Yeah, definitely. It's reps, isn't it? At the top, once you, like I said, once you get comfortable in that situation and you're in a final group and you know that, you know, you might have a one shot lead, which really is gone after the first hole. You're right. in the, so you need to stay aggressive. Um, so, you know, you, you have a great time over there, a good two years, and then you get the, you know, you, you get your status back over here. Mm. How happy is mom and dad that you, you're coming home? <laughs> yeah, they were, they were pretty thrilled. They, they were, they came over and, visited me once in 2016 once in 2018 i played in Chongqing and then played in hong kong uh, 
so I got to see a little bit of what I did over there, but yeah, just being able to go to Kansas city or Wichita instead of uh, Chongqing, China is uh, definitely something they're excited about. So it's been fun having them in the gallery a little bit more. For sure. For sure. And then I guess, you know, you had a, you had a good year last year. Um, I think there was a few times, like, I, I think I remember watching you, like name was getting really close to that 25 and then, you know, it's so jumbled up and there's, such a small gap between top 25 and everybody else, right? With the dollar amounts and all the rest of it, you know, it's, it's, it is literally dollars that comes down to, uh, what's it like being, you know, playing on tour on, on corn frame on, 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 you know, the web compared to, compared to playing against guys in China. Yeah. I mean, just first and foremost, there, there are so many more great players. Um, you know, if you go out and have kind of a lousy week, you know, it's, you're probably not going to make a cut. Uh, whereas in China, you know, you can whack, just whack it around, grind it out, and you know you're going to make a cut. You're going to make a check. But if you if you don't have all your ducks in a row playing nice um, on the corn ferry tour, yeah, it, it's a lot. It's a lot more difficult to make a cut. Just way more good players. The the margin's a lot smaller. Um, yeah. But uh, I mean, in terms of traveling around, it's it's so much easier. Like weeks on end on the road, and yeah, sure, it gets it gets a little bit long sometimes, but it beats the heck out of being over there in China, no doubt. Yeah, and you had a good uh, was it T three in Utah? This was it last year. Yeah, I, I had an eight footer to get in the playoff and uh, missed it unfortunately. But um, yeah, that was uh, that was that was awesome. That was my first real sniff at being in contention on the Corn Ferry Tour. Just kind of a bit of a validation moment that okay, you know. I really do belong out here. I can win out here um, and parlayed that into a pretty solid kind of rest of the year and, and, and nearly I uh, got a PGA tour card in the, in the playoffs. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully to use that, um, that bit of confidence going forward into this year, um, yeah, and whatever that might entail. Right. Cause it's, and, and I know you said before we started recording that you guys finally have the, the call up that, you know, you're, you're, it, you know, you know when's go time, and it's now you can really start preparing to get back to playing and making money and working. Right, professional yeah. is your job. Um, what was uh, were you up here recently for that Oak Tree tournament? Yeah, I played that. Um, really it was cool. Howling, wasn't it? What's that? It was howling. Oh, it was howling. Yeah, the scores <laughs> indicated that as well. <laughs> I saw the. I played. I was playing up in Edmond on on Friday, and I was like, "There's no way they're playing." tipped out in this and I'm sure you were like I can't imagine a worse place to play other than Ocean Forest oh I know, <laughs> I know. Every, every set it up pretty nasty for us so uh, no it was it was a grind as Oak Tree National normally is yeah good I mean it's nice to get back into some competitive golf though oh for sure I played a little tournament at, down at Merido here in Dallas a couple days before and then played that one at Oak Tree um, it's just fun to get back to the old stomping grounds and, and seeing familiar faces. Um, I, I love that place. And then, yeah, uh, a lot of good Oklahoma it, names in that. In absolutely. That yeah. Um, you know, a lot of guys I played with for those four years I was living and playing out at Oak Tree and, uh, after college and, uh, yeah, just some good friends. So it was really fun to see everybody. Was it, was it quite a chilled out environment or were people still staying competitive? Yeah. I mean, yeah, people were competitive, but it was a much more relaxed environment. I right. mean, people were, people were trying and, and, you know, trying to shoot their best score and get some tournament reps going. But, um, yeah, you know, it, it wasn't like a, your, your normal tournament per se. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. fair enough. But yeah, yeah. So I think green shot 69 the second day and I'm thinking, how is that possible? Cause it's, yeah, it was, yeah, it was that, day. that was nuts. Yeah. 
that's a nuts score. But yeah, it's, it was good to see the field and good to see the boys kind of getting back together and at least playing some golf. I think, did you play with Trimble up there? Or I know he was playing. Um, I No, I don't. Yes, I did. I did play with Trimble. I did play with Trimble. I think the final round I played with Trimble. Yeah, I know he's knocking around up there as well. But um, yeah. t- tell me a little bit about, because obviously everyone, every amateur golfer knows what no laying up is, right? Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about how, kind of how that came about and you're in there. Is it the young hitters? Yeah, the young hitters, yeah. I've seen you in a few videos, you know, dominating some Chipotle on, on the golf course <laughs> or whatever. Um, you know, like, tell me about that experience. Like, what are they like? How did that come about? Yeah, um, it kind of came about organically. The, um, a, a couple of the, the guys who my, uh, my agent represents, they live in Jacksonville. They, they're just good buddies with the, the no laying up guys. And mm-hmm. I guess somebody just pitched the idea one day, you know, why don't we, uh, why don't we get like a group of corn fairy tour guys and, you know, kind of a group coming up that, that we can, you know, follow. It's a, it'd be a right. good deal for the no laying up guys, you know, that we, we can be representing them with their logo and stuff out on tour. And then they'd be able to, you know, put us out on social media or talk about us in the podcast and stuff like when we're playing well. And I mean, they're just good guys. They're, it's, it's a great kind of community, if you will, to, to be a part of it there. And so, um, yeah, it, it all happened like that. And so, you know, I played some programs with them over the course of the year, they were out on tour. Uh, we did a couple podcasts and, and whatnot. Um, and it was actually really fun because, you know, that we'd be, our names would be in the podcast and whatnot. And so I bet you every event since I was announced as a young hitter, um, I had just some random guy who I'd never met in my life, you know, come out decked out, no laying up gear and follow me 18 holes at the tournament we were at. It was kind of fun to just get, uh, some fans, if you will, just because of my association with no laying up. Um, it's, it's obviously awesome what they do. They have a great podcast. Um, just a different spin on golf media, I think. And uh, yeah. it's really caught on by, by the following that they've amassed. It's like every amateur spin on golf and they without any like politics or media or media dollars or whatever. Like it's just everything that we'd want to, we talk about normally. That's what they talk about. And it's, it's great to see. And, you know, being an international and being overseas or traveling or playing golf is nothing better when you're away from home than having someone come up to you that you've never met before that supports you. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, I'd never really experienced that. I don't think. And it, it was kind of cool. I mean, it happened the first week and it was kind of, well, that's neat. And then the second week and then, you know, just over the course of the year, cause like, all right, who's showing up this time. Yeah. 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 Um, what's, I guess, you know, kind of moving away from, from tour stuff, what's some of the, and yesterday or recently it was announced that, um, the PGA is going to be in Tulsa in 2030. Is it up in Southern Hills? Yeah. Um, I haven't played there yet. It's on the list, but I know you've played there since they've done the redo, right? Oh yeah. Well, we're, we're going to have to make, make that. We're going to have to fix that. You're going to have to come up and play. <laughs> yeah, I need to play that golf course. I know Ryan's yeah. up there doing a great job and I know he's teaching a lot of your buddies as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's kind of exciting for it to come back. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Being the place that, you know, I grew up and really learned golf. Um, I mean, that would be such a dream, uh, to, to be able to play that week. Um, just thinking about it kind of gives me chills. Um, but yeah, I mean, for, for the club, it's going to be awesome. Um, the changes that, that have gone on, um, with the golf course are incredible. I I couldn't be more impressed with the place and uh, I think it's going to really, um, be awesome for the tour guys to get out there and, and see the new spot. Um, I think everybody's going to love it. Uh, I think it's a lot harder than it was. And, um, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to that week and, and the response that everybody has. Definitely. Is there any other golf courses out there that stand out or any in the state that 
I mean, the, the, if people come into Oklahoma should play golf, that's where they should play. Yeah. I mean, Oak Tree National as well. Uh, we already talked about that a little bit. I, I mean, I'm biased. I love Jimmy Austin. I think it's a really fun golf course. I think Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Austin is very underrated still. Oh, very underrated. Uh, so the every drop, time I go there, it's amazing. It's great. It's always in perfect condition, great greens. Um, I really love Belmar as well. Um, yeah. I think week in and week out, those might be the best greens in the state. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun little golf course. You can shoot some scores out there, but I always love going out there for qualifying when we were in school. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyone's out of the state that are on the list that you haven't played yet that are really like, you know, I have to go play there before my life's over? um i'd like to play some more golf in the uk uh and you could probably point me in the right direction where to play um i've only taken one in one trip over there i played carnoustie king's barns and um i played european tour q school at um gosh it's somewhere in scotland it was this uh it was an inland golf course um but at roxborough roxborough okay um, so those are my only experiences over there, but I, I mean, I've just seen videos, my, you know, my dad's taking trips, I've had friends taking trips and, um, I, I would love to, uh, get to experience a little bit of Lynx golf. I just think the whole, the whole vibe and the history and, and the way golf's played over there is really interesting. Yeah, definitely. Was there ever, I guess, a, I guess when you were playing in China, you didn't really know if, if, if you know, web or, or challenge tour would have been the way to go. Was there ever a route that could have gone challenge tour and European tour? Well, so I actually had a full European tour card last year. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I played those two tours. I played PGA Tour of China, uh, which got me onto the Corn Ferry Tour. Sure. And then I played China Tour, um, which I, the money winner um, got a full European tour card. And so I, I won that money list and okay. got a card. Um, and so I kind of had a decision to make, like, you know, what's my path going to be? Because I had two very viable options. You know, if, if I'd only had the European tour option, I would have been thrilled about it. Like, you know, travel the world, play the, you know, the second biggest tour in the world. Um, but, you know, I just kind of saw my future. I, I want to play golf in the States, you know, as an American. And I want to play on the PGA Tour. And, you know, there's 50 cards allotted each year to guys playing off the Corn Ferry Tour, whereas there's, you know, maybe two or three guys from the European Tour make the jump. Yeah. And um, so I, I played a heavily weighted Corn Ferry Tour schedule. I ended up playing three events in the European Tour. But, um, yeah, again, like, I don't know – you know, in hindsight, I don't know what the right call was, but, um, I just know that I want to be in the States full time and had the European tour been the the only option that would have been awesome. But, um, but yeah, I, I chose the corn fairy route. I think, you know, with, with, I was azing his comment a few months back of, you know, PJ tour or your, whatever it was, the European tour is not as strong. Mm -hmm. I actually agree. Like it isn't, um, you know, I think top guys, yeah, top guys are the best, but depth of field across the European tour compared to the PJ tour is nowhere near it. And yeah, I would agree. Everyone, everyone took offense, and I'm like, it's just speaking fact. Like, it's yeah. you look at the numbers, it's true. Yeah. Um, you know, I think you can get away with shooting around even pretty much most rounds around on the European tour, whereas you do that on the US tour, any US tour, you got no chance. Right. So, um, has there been any golf trips that you've taken outside of you know going to the UK, and or, or might have just been a bit of fun with the boys that that are pretty memorable, or a trip with dad or anything that stand out? Yeah. So that's, that's honestly a bit of a regret with golf is, yeah. um, you know, because I've been playing competitively for so many years. Um, and I really haven't been able to do a golf 
trip, I guess. Um, you know, most of my golf trips have been for tournaments or, you know, for that kind of deal. So my dad and I, we, uh, for, I think it was for his birthday, we were kind of talking about, um, doing a trip to Bandon Dunes at some point. And, uh, I think we were, uh, planning on this fall or, or, or next fall or something like that. And, uh, I mean, that'd be fun. I've never really gotten to go on a destination golf trip where, you know, just being able to hang out, spend time with family. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that whenever that might come about. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to go to Bandon as well. I had friends who have gone and they just said, it's just, you know, golf heaven, right. And it's in the middle of nowhere until he goes golf courses. So. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be curious about your take on it. You know, you're growing up playing a lot of Lynx golf and, and how that compares to the Lynx golf that you have back home. Yeah. From the pictures, it looks fairly competitive and fairly comparable. You know, I think, I don't think there's, you know, you, you, you get golf courses in the States that say they're Lynx and they're far from it. <laughs> uh, but I think that's probably definitely the best one. Uh, okay. There's another place as well. I think it's Cabot Lynx. Is that a way up North? That's supposed to be really good. I think the No Laying Up Boys did a video on it. Yeah, that's in, uh, is that the one in Nova Scotia? Yeah, 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 yeah. That place looks mega as well. I think that's pretty yeah. nice golf. I would, I would love to get over there. It kind of looked like a blend of um, golf in the UK and then golf in uh, in New Zealand, like yeah. um, like some of those amazing vistas that they have over there, yeah. at least that I've seen. Oh, I've PT, is that the place in, in New Zealand that's nuts? Yeah. Yeah, we're playing playing in China. We, we played with a bunch of Kiwi guys, and, I mean, they raved about that place. Um yeah. That's that's definitely on the bucket list someday. Definitely. Do you play any rugby with them? Gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not with your size now? <laughs> yeah, I'm fragile. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a rough sport to be playing, for sure, especially yeah. when you're a golfer. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we'll finish with uh, – I'm trying to think what I have on my notes here. Mm-hmm. You know, finally, obviously, it's been a crazy year, but you've had to go ahead to start. Do you know what the first tournament is, or is it just said, hey, it's coming soon? Yeah, no, we actually have our, um, our, the whole rest of the year out. So we got 17 events starting in, um, in Jacksonville at, um, at Sawgrass on the other course, the Valley course, uh, certain, I think June 8 is, is the start date. And so we're playing 17 in the next 18 weeks. So cool. it'll be uh, a full immersion back into it. Um, but yeah, just looking to being out on the road again, traveling, competing, um, you know, working for that end goal. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it'll be good to get back to hopefully a little bit of normalcy. Yeah, no doubt. Awesome, mate. Well, look, I really appreciate your time. Um, I'm glad that we have Zoom and technology that we can do this while you're down in Dallas. And and no doubt we'll be on the call with a bunch of other players soon enough as well. But, no, I wish you all the best for the year. And, and no doubt you'll get that card sometime soon. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for the time. And would uh, would love to peg it back in Oklahoma next time I'm back. Definitely. Just let me know. All right. Sounds good. See you. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.